Wait. What's, wh what do you mean wait, fellas? I count down. <laughs> I ask you two minutes ago if you guys are ready, then I'm not ready, so then I... What a great start to the show, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backliners Podcast. It's Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. Today, joined by the two-time world champion support, Neil Ma. Neil, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Neil, I've decided I'm going to open the show by ambushing you with a tough sure. question. It's not going to be tough. No questions tough for me. Okay, well, I think it might be <clears throat> tough for you uh, as I turn no. you down a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, you got your, you're coming in to do some content with us tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to hang out. We're going to have some fun. And then we are going to uh, play pickleball afterwards. Are you going to come play pickleball with us? Yeah, why not? Sounds like fun. I really want to. Nice. Wow, we really ambushed him. We really ambushed him, did Well, listen, really I peer pressured him into saying yes. Here's the thing, Barry, is that I wanted him to come. And so I mm -hmm. thought that maybe if I put pressure on him to come publicly, he'd be more uh, likely to say yes. So you don't think it's something I yes. want to do. It's just something I've been wanting to do. Yeah, but now you get points for it anyways, Neil. And, and this is the most important part. Everyone knows that we are hanging out. Yeah, you're my good friend. And we hang out, yeah. There it is. Thanks, man. That sounded very genuine, and I appreciate that. It's about not. It. <laughs> you don't need to say thank you. It's just like we're friends. Like I don't like. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Uh, let me tell you. What is going on? I'm so confused already. Sounds like we're doing great for the show. Uh, apologies for no uh, show last week, everyone. Um, obviously, uh, I was hoping to be able to do it, but I came back from Pittsburgh a little bit too late. Fellas, I was at a wedding, um, and before we uh -huh. get into the smite talk, I wanted to tell you about something horrible that happened to me at this wedding. I thought that the podcast might really enjoy this. I was at the wedding, and I was having a good time, you know, dancing, and then got a little uncomfortable. Maybe... Poop yourself? Uncomfortable down in my pants in some way. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You see, fellas, I had forgotten... <clears throat> I had forgotten to use the ball lotion from Manscaped that came in my <laughs> performance package 2.0. And so I was chafing a little bit while I was dancing on the dance floor. And that's obviously unacceptable. I thought that opening the show with the Manscaped ad might throw you guys off a little bit. But Neil was ready Man. for it. It was, uh, it was good. Fellas, do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? Man. It's shaving your balls with anything <laughs> other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Neil, you might want to pay attention to this next line. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar. <laughs> and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com slash back for 20% off plus free shipping. You know what's crazy is I don't even write these. The Manscaped, the Manscaped copywriters are the yeah, best. Yeah, sure, 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 yeah. I wish I wrote that. That's yeah. hilarious. That, you Can't gotta, believe they went the pumpkin route. I know. The pumpkin route is genius. That's really good. They're, they're good over there at Manscaped. And they're not just good at writing innuendo ads. They're also good at... Shaving your balls. I don't know. They don't shave them, I guess. <laughs> you do it. They don't. When you get the performance package 4.0, I don't want to mislead anyone. No one from Manscaped comes to your house to do it for you. But it's so easy that you they don't need to. It would actually be an inconvenience. Uh, you could do it yourself with how, with how great it is. Uh, make sure you're getting the performance package 4.0. It includes the Weed Whacker. 
Uh, it's a total game changer to your men's hygiene arsenal. So get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash back. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash back. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. Halloweeny, fellas. It's called the Weed Whacker? <laughs> yeah, the Weed Whacker, yeah. What do you got going on down there that you need a Weed Whacker? Hey, man. Not all of it. That's, that's what I needed, okay? <laughs> I needed the Weed Whacker. Okay. That's that's what you got to be doing. Again, manscaped.com slash back. 20% off place free shipping. Thanks to Manscaped, uh, as always, for the support. Um, all right, fellas. End of uh, It's the end of the SPL round robin phase. You yep. no longer have to play every team in the league. Um, you guys got through it. Uh, Bear, you guys finished top two, so you got to pick your group. Woo! Well <laughs> done, good really, job, buddy. It really matters a lot. I am so happy we got top two. If we didn't make top two, I would literally just be so depressed and so sad right now that. Oh, I'm glad that I'd you just, got top two then. I'll just be so torn up inside. Are you trying to say Neil should feel really bad about himself right now? No, 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 Neil. That's kind of what it sounds deserve, like you're saying. No, Neil doesn't deserve any kind of sadness or any kind of down on his day. Mm. Neil's a good guy. I, yeah, that sounds that. very sarcastic. Very but I, mean, <laughs> I took it not sarcastic. I didn't think it was sarcastic until you said it sounded sarcastic. And now I don't know. And now I don't know. Well, now it's impossible to say for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, picking your opponent's groups. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's like a cool thing in theory, um, but when it comes down to it, you're gonna have to beat these teams anyways. I don't know. I think that. Mm, I mean, to yeah, me, since it's top three, it just if you're in Valk's group, you get a free pass, um, and then in our group, I think it's a little harder. Yes, you guys certainly got the harder group, I'd say. We're going to go uh, group by group here. In I mean, a no offense, like, but the Valks, you know, unless something crazy I mean, they happens. Didn't, and they didn't win a set all phase. They've and won. And they all come to North America and then play, you know? Anything can happen, you know? It's yeah. two weeks away, I think. Yeah, Neil, your yeah. thoughts on, on group group play in general? Just like the format? Yeah. I think it's a really exciting format if there isn't a parody, but I think... Well, I mean, what's going on, <laughs> Why buddy? did you laugh already, what's man? Going, what's going Bear, on, buddy? Bear nearly did a spit take right there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I feel like I said it's a really good format. Yeah, and, and instantly. And didn't say anything else, and then he started dying. Yeah, instantly. I just, I just want to see where that goes, you know, where you're opening. I was saying if there's I it was a, a strong parody... Open. Like, I agree with you. I think it's not the Valk's fault. I think that if they were in North America, I think they could be a really good team. But I think given the mm-hmm. circumstance, mentally, I think it's just a hard barrier to overcome when all five of you are just disadvantaged. It's just frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like mentally, that's probably where a lot of their games are being lost is like more like that than the actual mechanical part. So like Barry said, I feel like if you're in their group, like it's hard not to just feel like you just get a free buy into the playoffs. For our group, it's a bit harder. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're a good team, you should just have the confidence to be like, we're not going to be last, right? Because all you have to do, essentially, pick up a win or two, and you can make it through. So, I think the format's really good, and it's exciting. But uh, I think given the circumstances, like, it, it could be a bit better. But I don't think that's the format's fault, necessarily. That's just the circumstances. So, mm. But I like group stages. Yeah, I think they're fun. I think they're exciting as well for uh, spectators. Yeah, you know, I, I obviously agree with all that. And f- 
I guess, um, no, we'll talk about the specifics of the groups in a second. I, I do think it's worth noting, though, I don't think this is going to happen, but theoretically, it's much easier for the Valks to make it to playoffs than it would have been if it were they have to be top six in a, in a oh, round-robin sort of situation, sure. right? They only have to win one best of five in mm-hmm. this scenario, and then... Uh, and then win some tiebreak, win a tiebreaker match after that potentially. But you know, if if one team, you know, I, I don't think it's out of the question. Whoever they play round one, let's say they win their first best of five, right? They win their very first one. That team that they lost to now knows that they are really under heavy pressure, and the rest of that group is really hard, right? Like every other team in that group is really good, so they can potentially put a lot of pressure and maybe it's a team that isn't mentally strong and they let that pressure get to them and all of a sudden they go 0-3 and and the Valks are sitting at 1-2. They only win that first best of five and they've they've moved on. So I think in that way it, it makes it a little bit more exciting and actually puts some pressure on Valks opponents whereas like right now, you know, if you're if you're the top half of the league and you're playing against the Valkyries in a given week, you don't want to lose because you don't want to lose. But like, it doesn't matter as much if you lose to them in that situation, right? For sure, yeah. Like I remember last phase it was like that for us with the Scarabs, right? They weren't nearly looking as good as they were this phase. Yeah, and we beat them the first game, and then we're just basically thinking, okay, like we beat the team, are they going to pick up on two wins? Because if they only get one win, we have tiebreaker over them anyways. Mm-hmm. And if they only pick up one win, the other teams are probably getting two at worst case scenario. So it makes it really easy if there's a team at the bottom, right? But then again, on the other hand, like you said, if they beat somebody, all of a sudden you need to, or if they beat my team, for instance, if they were in the group, we would have to pick up another two wins against the other two teams. Because if we lost to them, unless there's a three-way tie, we would, we would lose head-to-head, right? So it does make it very exciting that way. And I, I kind of agree with you that it's, it's, it's hard both ways, I think, for them to qualify if it was best of five or not, or just during yeah. the regular season top six. But I, I do agree with you. One best of five is a lot. It could be a lot easier because it's just one game, right? You catch teams by surprise. If it was a best of three, I think I'd lean more heavily to being like, yeah, for sure. It's just going to be way easier for them to qualify when one best of three. But best of five is it's tough. It's still tough. Yeah, best of yeah, five is a lot of smite. Yeah, I don't think there's a world where they're going to be any of those teams in that bracket. Nor do I. Nor do I. Let's talk uh, about that I, group. Yeah. Is it, it, say is, it is stacked. <laughs> it is stacked, bro. It is tough. Group A, Leviathans, Dragons, Kings, and Valkyries. Uh, so Leviathans, the first seed, Dragons, and Kings. All three of those teams could be the best in the league at any given day. Uh, I think all three of those teams have been the best in the league on at different periods of this year. Mm -hmm. Obviously the Valkyries um, have not, but you look at this group, you know, the Kings have stumbled. They, they stumbled in the in group stage in phase one, whenever we did this type of format, Uh, they lost to the Scarabs and ended up not going to playoffs. I'm just saying if the Valkyries, If they beat, if let's say they play the Kings first best of five, the Kings now know that they probably have to 2-0 Leviathans and Dragons to guarantee that they don't need to play a tiebreaker. Mm. But they know they need at least one. Surely that pressure is going to make those games harder. Not unwinnable, but 
It's a team that hasn't played super well at playoffs, didn't play super well at the last group stage. Like, I've got to amp myself up for this group. Mm-hmm. That is, you're being the real caster right now. <laughs> that is true. I know. You've got my attention. You've intrigued me. <laughs> yeah, maybe they do win, actually. <laughs> All right, Dunks win in the group, baby. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> no, I mean, realistically, I don't think any of us feel like the Valkyries are going to make it out of this group, um, as expected. But what do you expect? I mean, let's assume that the Valkyries don't then. What mm-hmm. can, what are you expecting to happen in this group uh barrow we'll start with you what what are you expecting this group to look like when it's all said and done uh i expect i would say leviathan well it's kind of the order that i sent it uh i think leviathan is number one dragons two kings third valks fourth okay what what makes you say uh dragons over kings uh i think dra- i mean kind of what you said earlier i think dragons look way better at playoffs kind of forever um Mm -hmm. unless it's against neil uh (laughs) you know at a very important event um and kings as you said just haven't looked that great and i can't see leviathans with how strong they've been looking recently playing poorly in in an important event um i yeah i just can't see leviathans looking poorly Sure. Neil, what do you think this group is going to look like? I agree. Uh, I feel like the Leviathans are kind of the most consistent team, it feels like. They're flexible in a lot of different ways. It feels like they've been, they're good at this meta and they've kind of been a, a bit ahead of the meta up until now. Whether or not the meta changes for playoffs or not, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, like Yarkor was the first one who's jamming Ardeo still every game. And if that was banned, Odins and Cerberuses, and then you saw everyone else kind of doing stuff like that. And uh, and Steve's obviously a flexible player too. So depending, like if the meta is like hunters, he can play those as mages. He can play mages. So I feel like they've just been a really consistent team. Their players are all really strong, and obviously they just finished first. So I mean, it's tough not to say the Leviathans kind of top in that group. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, dragons and kings. I do agree, with Bear. I think that the dragons have a lot more playoff experience that we've seen, especially in the high pressure situations. And even this year, they've done really well uh, in the playoffs. And I think uh, against the Dragons, or against the Kings too, I think they perform usually pretty well. I feel like the Kings can be a bit wishy-washy, like they're up and they're down. They get You can get a really, really good Kings team, or you can get a Kings team that looks a little bit lost or a bit scrimmy. Mm-hmm. They're running around doing random stuff. So I think that the Dragons are probably more likely to finish above the Kings there. But like the crazy thing about playoff time is obviously it doesn't really matter historically what's happened. It's just who shows up, right? Right. So Yeah, you I, might know I, something I about that. Expect it. Oh, uh, mine's just waiting to pounce. Mine's not ah. underperforming. I'm just wait, lying and wait. Right, Carefully. storing up kinetic and kinetic <laughs> energy. Right. Yes, yeah, like so I've got a certain. I've got a certain amount of effort I can put in in mm. the year, mm. and I bottle it. I bottle it. I compress <laughs> it, and I unleash it all at once. <laughs> Is that the pitch you gave to to Nika and Dardes and Vote? You were like, "Yeah, man, I've got so much effort I can give in one year." I ha- I well the amount of effort I give even in the beginning year is more than every other player in the league. But just at the oh end, I like, triple down. Oh my god! It's just god. that like right now it's just tough because I know that my teammates can't handle my effort right now. Mm. Like Fred and Bo- and Dardes in in Europe, they can't handle it right now. If they if they had my pure effort, they would be in tears. Mm. They would they would it'd be so beautiful. 
they wouldn't learn anything throughout the year. We would just win every game. It would be so easy for us. Like a shining so beacon boring. of light. It'd be so boring. Yeah. It'd be like if I didn't pick Raw solo today. How boring would that be? <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about your set today, Neil. I w- okay, I was gassing you up for a little bit. You get you get killed early. I'm like, don't worry, guys. This is how yeah, Raw solo the raw game. Yeah, the Raw Dude. game. Bumba, Bumba's spear is, is Dumba's spear thingy. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. Are you I, saying I you shouldn't have built it? it? Yes. Yeah, it I agree. Stopped. I literally won the wave, and then I'm standing in my heel, boxing Arthur, and he's getting hit by Archer the whole time, and he just owns me. I'm thinking, how is this possible? <laughs> I thought this isn't – like, I was like Doctor Strange, you know, when he's, like, finding the one universe, and I was like, there's, like, a million times I win this. But, no, the one happened, and he was he was crowning me, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it didn't feel good. And then Sam shows up, and he puts me in the dirt. And then I thought maybe with three raw passes I could outrun Arthur, but stupid God. <laughs> and he was trying really hard, and I know he needed it more than me. <laughs> so game two, not my best performance. I was mentally checked out. Game one, I thought it was okay. Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to say about that. It was just fun. I was bored, though. Yeah, I can't believe hard, everyone though. got a roll swap, and then... Like, then they, he picks Serb, and I'm just thinking, like, oh, he's Serb. Like, I have to first pick – I'm first picking Ardio. And then I'm hitting him in lane. I'm not doing any damage. So I'm just thinking, like, I, this is what this is what happens on my day I get a plane of a roll. I just sit here and stare at this guy. And then he kills me once, and then the game is over before I even get to see anything else. Like, it was not uh-huh. a deal. Is that uh, uh, is, is that Nika? Like, were you like Nika? Is this what you're dealing with? And Nika was like, "Yeah, man, this is what." I'm Yeah, basically. Through. Except for they were saying solo diff, and I'm sitting here in my lane, and I'm <laughs> and Fine's here the whole time too. And I'm just thinking, how is this solo diff? He's been here the whole time with me. We've been looking at each other. And I haven't even played the game yet. The raw game, maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe the raw game. Okay, maybe you that. You're getting totems that. at least. I was getting a lot of totems in game one for sure. Barrett, at least checked the same on that. Me at least. I guarantee you, game one, I got at least the same amount as him, if not, maybe more. Barrett, can, oh, you, VOD, wow. can you VOD check that for me? Well, I got uh, the first two totems for sure. You got the, we yeah, got the little okay. totem I counter. Think he top left. The third. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay. All right. I got at least, I got three, maybe four, maybe five, maybe six. Mika in the chat saying he got like three. That's, uh, that, but the first one is the most important. I got the first two. Oh, guys, I mean, yeah, the first two are insane. Liam was popping off in game one. Yeah, game one. Game one was all, dude, and I called out immediately, (laughs) immediately whenever there was that roll swap tournament, the beginning of season seven, I think it was, because it was an online, uh, roll swap tournament. Vote played jungle, and I think he was playing like Alquang. And he went absolutely hammy salami in that in that in that tournament. I think Vogue mm-hmm. could be the next great jungler in the SPL. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that so, guy's just so talented. Do whatever he wants. Neil did get more totems. Game. What do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> yeah, that should what be good are you news, saying right? Unfortunately, you know, I really thought you were just lying here, but no, you weren't. Yeah. Sounds like you were doing your job. Okay, but how about game two? How many coups? Oh, let's... I don't think I got one. I don't think I got one. Uh, You guys did get one, but I don't know if you got it yourself. That was me. That was was all you. I I raw one and I raw ulti to coup and I didn't get the coup and he still got it. I was (laughs) so mad. I think raw ulti to coup and I didn't get it. I was so mad. I was so mad. You wrote you raw ulti to coup. Yes, I did. I was so mad. I was trying to help the boys. I raw ulti to coup. And didn't kill the coup. And I had a spear too. Like, what the hell? (laughs) That is so funny, man. Oh, I can only imagine fine like doing the coup and then a raw snipe and one. What's the one? You yeah, last, last the, yeah, you yeah. last combo the, the coup and he just like okay and then just yeah, and he just kills it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, turns out while your whole team was dying, I think that was when you got your only totem. Big. Well, what else do I have to do? Yeah, we talk about training objectives all the time, Barra. That's just smart gameplay yeah. right there. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm an opportunistic soul laner. Yeah. <laughs> give me an inch, I take the goo. You give me two inches, I win the game. He's so lucky you didn't give me one more inch. That game's over, baby. You were 50% of the way there. That's the thing. Oh, we were close. Yeah. One more chance like that. The game was curtains. Man, that is tough. I was saying game two, the raw solo, part of part of the the aura of raw solo is that you have to die in lane multiple times. Like you've got to mm-hmm. die to a solo kill. You've got to get ganked and die. And then you're going to get your CDR online and you're going to be zooming. You're going to be proxying. You're going to be able to do whatever you want. And then that part just didn't come to fruition. Oh, 
Uh, let's let's wrap up this raw solo bit. It's a memory I'm trying to leave in the Okay, dust. yeah, so, sorry, Neil. Sorry, it's, Neil. It's fresh. It's still fresh. I'm not going to lie. Not my best performance, but you live and you learn. Fred also, dude, I, I was like, I can't believe you guys put Fred in ADC and then let him go against set ADC on ping. Like, oh, you, were, well, you guys were just guys about that up. life. Those guys showed up and they decided that's what they were doing. So I think that those guys are mean guys and they should be fined. Unsportsmanlike conduct. I felt legitimately oh, bad. Unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> I would have played ADC. He, they said they wanted to ping dual lane. Ah. Uh, I can't yeah. believe I agreed. I was putting on solo island. That role, like, I don't know how they do it, honestly. Uh, what, what role did you want to play, Neil? Mid? I would have mm. played mid. Nika, I could have played jungle. Did Nika bully you out of it? Well, I mean, just the way it went, if we went, uh, well, just the way it went with the, you know, they had to go dual lane, the two ping guys, that was their thing. And then Liam was like, I need to be jungle, you know, have my debut. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> and then I can't put Nika in his own role. That's not fun. Uh, right. Yeah. So I let my team have some fun today at my own expense. Class. I was a martyr. Classic team martyr. player. The ideal support. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That uh, That's just how it is. Nika says, me and Liam said no side lanes for us. So. Okay, side yeah. lanes suck. They're, yeah. They're awful. I feel like Nika, we can toss some shade at Nika a little bit here if you want, Neil, because I feel like Nika was just kind of watching. The person I am. Well, he was just watching that whole game happen. I don't know that Nika was like, the, the game was just happening around him at all times, which can happen to you in the mid lane. I respect that. But he was kind of on the run most of the, you know, I thought maybe he'd get in there with Vote. Vote was ahead. I thought maybe they can jam it in the 3v3, but I feel like Vote was, was doing it all, you know? Well, all I know, Hunbass and Jay's my blue. I get my blue still because I'm incredible. Hunbass mm-hmm. ganks me. I'm just thinking, surely there's action elsewhere happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they did, like, I was raw solo, yes. Did I play well raw solo again? No. But did my team help me out? Not Absolutely a lot. Absolutely not. Absolutely uh-huh. not. Not a lot. But, you know what? We learned a lot from today, and we're going to bring this into playoffs. Um, maybe Raw Solo, not something I will be playing in particular. Mm. But maybe Nika has lessons. a little bit more comfort on it, is what you're saying. He could try it, but I would not recommend it to a friend. Just ban Arthur, and don't build Bumbas. We've got it. Those are two things that you could do. <laughs> Why did you go Bumbas? Someone told me to. Mm. Who was the someone? Well, there was like, uh, there's a raw soul in and ranked, and they were like, that guy goes bumbos. Mm. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll try it. And then the second I had it, when I lost that, that, that wave, and I was just like, no, this is not it. But it was too late. I <laughs> should have unplugged my PC, said remake, I've crashed. <laughs> and then come back in, different story I am. No one but knows. I love that. No one I'm knows. Nika says scaling. By the way, builds Bumbas. That's the that's the Ross player in rank. Scaling. By the way, there you but go. I'm not that guy. I wish I was that guy today. Yeah, or I let everybody down. Unlucky. Um, all right, let's talk about your group then, fellas, shall we? Uh, it's Group <laughs> B. It's uh, it's Bolts, Warriors, Scarabs, and Titans. Um, this group much closer, uh, yep. but without. Um, Without as many top five teams, uh, only only two top five teams in this group, but with the Warriors and the Scarabs being such wild cards, <clears throat> I feel like this group is going to be a ton of fun to watch because it isn't uh, 
you know, group A feels like a math equation. It's if the Valkyries win, <laughs> then things get weird. But with group B, it's like, who knows what's going to happen uh, over mm-hmm. here, which is pretty exciting. Um, Barrow, how do you feel about um, your team's position in this group? Uh, pretty confident. Um, I would beat all oh, these teams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I, I thought my mic was muted. Go on, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, we beat all these teams in the regular season. I mean, Neil says he's storing up energy, but like, you know, is he really storing up? Look at this like, guy. Can he do it he three is. years in a row? Like, uh, um, I mean, if you want a real answer, like, just pretty confident. Um, I feel like we know the meta now way more than we used to. Um, there is the Assassin NDC meta forming. I'm not sure if that is an actual meta or if that's just what certain teams are playing to do or trying to do. Um, but outside of that, I feel like we have a firm grasp on like every other role and what every other role needs to do right now. Have you been practicing your Baka ADC, Barra? Yeah, that one no, that confused me a bit. I'll be honest. I did not know what was happening in that set. <laughs> Writing that down, writing that down. Yeah, yeah, you don't got to worry about that, Neil. You're welcome. There's your intel that you paid me, that you demanded as compensation for coming on the podcast. The first game, I thought it was actually Susano ADC, and I was like, okay, he's definitely going to go Baka jungle. Like, how is he going to clear a wave as Baka? Mm -hmm. And then he goes Baka, and then he sits under his tower. But unfortunately, like, I think I could have fought way more game one but every time i saw layers come into my jungle i'm just like if i get ganked and the baka gets fed that's game over so i just played like a beta and set back in my lane the entire time unless i saw layers um yeah the baka was definitely definitely something weird um did not i don't know if they were just trying that for just testing purposes or if they actually like scrim with that a lot this week or something yeah I was just so surprised that they, like, went back to it, game two. Like, game one, experiment, sure, didn't work, happens. Game two, they're like, give me that Baka ADC again. And that's what really, (laughs) that's what really surprised me more than anything. Um, I I feel like it probably wasn't experimenting. I mean, there was, like, that set had meaning, right? And then if you pick it twice, it's probably more, like, of a thing they liked. I don't know. And plus, SPL is kind of, like, the best practice you can get to in that way. Mm-hmm. So I guess like I saying it was okay. Like it's hard to say, but they probably tried it out a few times. But hard to say, you know. It's just like it, it does have meaning as a set, but at the same time, when you go into groups, you should just be confident. Even if you're yeah. not picking the groups, that you're just going to be better than other teams. Right. I think the Titans have kind of gotten that right. Obviously, being winners of the last playoffs and being successful. So, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting pick from them for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil, how how do you feel about this group for you guys? Yeah, I don't really care what group I'm in. Obviously, we were in a group of the Valks. It's kind of like what you said, just like just beat the Valks, show up, just beat one team. That's all you would have to do. You could, you could literally roll swap for the rest of the group. It wouldn't matter if you just beat that team. But like, well, when you've got vote, like you could roll swap anytime. Yeah, it'd be good. Agreed. I would, I would play raw, and I would, uh, just hear, listen to what Barra said. Sit under my tower, mm-hmm. not build yep. Lumba's spear dagger thingy and i'd be fine mm-hmm. but hey that's sometimes that's not how the, the world works but uh for her group i just feel like like you just can't be afraid to play any teams the same thing for rules as me for any playoff event i don't really care what group i'm in i don't really care who i play because my mindset is just basically you're gonna have to be the best team to win playoffs to win worlds to do whatever 
So it's kind of just like you got to prove it at some point or another. It might be earlier in the tournament. You might get knocked out, not make quite as much money. It might be at the end of the tournament. Either you win or you lose in the finals. But either way, you still have to be the best. So it doesn't really bother me who's in my group. And uh, I think there's also maybe a benefit, too, if you have harder competition early or like more parity and like a, a good warm-up set. It uh, could be good for you going into playoffs, too. And seeing different metas as well, right? With the Titans in there, maybe the Assassin meta does become a thing. And those guys are kind of seem like they're the ones who are embracing it right now. So maybe that'll be good practice to see that a few times. So it's hard to say, but I think our group is, is competitive and I think it'll be fun to watch. And uh, I think that uh, we're going to do really well. Uh, what Could you give me an order that you think for, for Group B as we did for Group A? Neil, you can go first this time. It's pretty hard, I think, to... It's pretty hard. I feel like all of our teams haven't... Like, we've been all kind of up and down in, yep. in Group B, in my opinion. Like, the Bolts, when we played you guys early in the phase, I feel like we, we could have taken that series. We ended up losing, though. And then you guys were kind of wishy-washy, still getting wins, but it weren't looking the best. And then closed out the, the uh, split pretty strong. Titans, too, like they had just one playoff, same thing, kind of up and down, changing the meta a bit. Scarabs obviously look brilliant sometimes, look dreadful at other times, and it's just kind of like, it kind of seems like Screams are a catalyst. If he doesn't get ahead, they don't look that spectacular. Mm-hmm. So I, I would obviously like to say us at the top of the group. I think that we have like incredible upset potential against anybody. It just comes down to if we show up and how our confidence is. I was saying if we took ourselves out of the equation, though, to be more, I guess, more objective about it, um, I would kind of expect mm, it's hard. I don't know if I should put the Bolts or the Titans first. I kind of think, mm, I kind of think maybe the Bolts above the Titans, mostly just because Bear is here and he scares me as a person. Right, he's really <laughs> scary. He yells Thank at me you. all the time after podcasts. It's really yeah. scary. I, I just feel like the Titans might troll. Like I think their drafts are super sick. I think they're like maybe the best team at drafting right now or up there. But I feel like they kind of sometimes troll. Yeah. And I feel like like that, like in a best of five, you can just lose. And I feel like then, uh, so Bolts, Titans, Scarabs maybe. If we're not included, I, I think we're going to beat the Scarabs, obviously, in that regardless. Sure. Mm-hmm. Bear they never look particularly good against us. Yeah, you were one of the only teams to 2-0 them this phase. I think it was you yeah. and, uh, and the Leviathans were the only teams to 2-0 the, the Scarabs this phase. Hmm, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that's true. We are so good. Just just <laughs> as good as the Leviathans. It must be. Have to be. Um, I agree with what Neil said. I think everyone's kind of went up and down as this phase has gone on. Like, I think phase two, we looked really strong for a long time, and then the metas uh, changed away, and we were, were kind of confused. And I think finally... At the tail end of it, we like got our drafting down and figured out like our style. Um, and I think, I think we will edge out number one in this one or in this group. I don't really know what's gonna happen after that because you have Neil in important matches. You have Scarabs that have looked good, like ramping up really good, and then you have Titans who just won. Uh, the second phase playoffs. So I'm not sure what's going to happen in our group. I would like to say we'll end number one, but I think it's going to be pretty chaotic in our group. Yeah, I think so too. I'm very excited for group B in particular. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, I realize that we there's a patch coming out Tuesday, and we haven't talked about the vast majority of these changes. Um, we don't have a ton of time left in this show, but we should probably try and hit those quickly. Because it's also important that you guys are going to be playing group stages on the new map. Um, on oh, the win- yeah. That's on crazy the, to me. On the winter map. That is crazy. crazy. I, ooh, how do you like that barrel when that happens in our tournament? I personally uh, hate it. I personally hate it. As well. I personally hate it. It's just so troll. It's like you practice the whole time on this map and this meta, and then it's like, whoops! Like important tournament with with the world's implications get patched on losers. We're like, ah, <laughs> oops! Slid this patch. Ah, in. Ah, where did it come from? Hey, part of being the best team is no, being no. the best at adapting, fellas. That's uh, uh you love saying that with a smug smile on your face. Yep. That's right. You gotta you gotta what be able to adapt. Have to. I can't deny it. You can't deny that. You can't deny that. What if you were a bad team before the patch, uh-huh. and then on the new patch you're a really good team? Does that make you the best team? Um, it, it does, certainly, at it, that time. That, yeah, at that exact moment, it means you're the best team right now, and it means that you've yeah. got a very strong, uh, particular set of skills that other teams can Is that adapting with. or just luck? Um, no, I think it can't be just luck, right? Like, no way. It's ju- In no world could it be just luck. So luck say preparation... Meet opportunity. <laughs> you combine them. I think about it. Did we mislabel Anatoly on this podcast? That sorry, is that Tully. a thing that he sorry, says? Tully. Yes, Tolly would say that all the time. I love the Phoenix. I just want to throw that up there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how much? Do, look, there's. I don't think. I don't know how much do you think this new map is going to change things because it's not like you a know. A lot for me. Why do you say that? There's snow on it. Home field advantage, baby. Right, home field <laughs> advantage. There it is. The Fred too. He's Danish. Let's go the all gr- day. The Great all White day. North. So you're complaining, and we're buffing you, Neil. Yeah, I just like to complain, though. It's fun. Yeah, right? like I can just. It's like you're a Smite Pro player. Or something. I'm the devil's. Okay. Oh, you're gonna make fun of my career and my identity. We score one. Up, man. We score one for the home team right there. Uh, the mist mechanic. How, uh, how how big of a deal do you think that's going to be? Pretty scary, I think. Um, just having to face check so many more things now. And I think uh, like Ward Chalice could come in more now. Mm-hmm. Maybe like more Bracers now. Um, I mean, Bracer was already bought a fair amount, but I mean, <laughs> scrimming on this and then getting jump scared... That's going to be fun. Wait until Clean is um, available. You're going to get actually jump scared. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be available for Worlds, right? Uh, I do not know. Okay. Um, I am not sure. Because having to deal with the fog or whatever the mist plus that god won't be fun. Spooky. You know? Oh, I can't no wait to get time. some player cam reactions of Kleena, like jumping out of the wall and them jumping. That's going to be so funny. We're going to play that 53 times on broadcast if that happens. That's a lot. A lot. I can't wait for the mist in the lanterns, though. It's going to be great because um, I like to grief people. And if I have mist, that's just another tool in my arsenal, baby. True. I'm going to be striving. I'm going to be absolutely thriving in that mist. It's like I'm going to be – I'm going to pick Circuit. I'm going to go into the mist, and I'm going to three in the mist, and you're oh going to be God. so lost. You're going to be it's lost. Gonna go, it's going to be crazy. Wait, do you get seen if a ward's on you then? With Circuit? Yeah, if you're invisible. You wouldn't, right? I'm pretty sure no. I'm pretty sure no. But but it's hard for me to know because sometimes you just forget. 
maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not. Well said. Well said. I'll retweet that instantly. Um, okay. All right, so balance changes. I'm not going to go over all of them, uh, but okay. we'll go over some that impact you guys and like some big meta ones potentially. Leather Cowl, uh, losing 2 MP5, decreasing the life seal from 10% to 7%. And then Hunter's Cowl losing 5% attack speed and 5% from the attack speed aura, so 10% total. Um, how much does this change what you're going to be building, Barra? Um, pretty important. Uh, I think we might see more like Death Toll builds coming in. Uh, obviously, I'll have to play test on it a lot, but I don't think Death Toll feels too bad right now. Cowl obviously feels the best, mm-hmm. um, but I'll have to do so a lot of testing this week. Um, I'm just kind of see what feels better. Because even right now, I don't really know exactly what starter I want to go some games. Where I'm just like, I'll just kind of close my eyes and pick one. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I mean, Bluestone has felt bad every time I purchased it. Okay. That's That's fantastic. Yeah, um, we know that. Yeah, Cowl. I think Cowl will still be bought sometimes. But I think the upgrade nerf definitely hurts like playing around objectives and team fights and everything. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Neil, here's one for, for your role. Pridwin uh, now only scales based on protections from items, so that means it no longer includes base prots, but increased shield health scaling from protections from 100% to 125% and increased the dam- the magical damage scaling from shield health from 50% to 75%. So a nerf to these hybrid junglers and that kind of stuff uh, that we're kind of building this every once in a while... Um, should be better for you, I think. The math works out in your favor for, for tanky supports building, Pridwin. Yeah, it sounds like it, it does, and I think late game too. Like, I feel like a lot of support builds, if you're being pretty selfish, you end up getting a ton of protections, right? It's not uncommon. Like, I even think once in SPL, I was like, I wanted to build like an aura item for my team, like over to cap the prod almost, that's right, my Sentinels. So it definitely helps in the long run, but I mean, I don't think it's a huge difference maker for Pridwin because you're not really building it like oh, it's this this ult like, item proc is going to like kill the carry for sure. Like The damage is, isn't super... It's not negligible, but it's not also super impactful, especially when the other support finishes like Compassion or Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like your damage drops off significantly then as a support. But uh, I feel like the cooldown is just kind of like... It's just a good bridge item. It has everything you want. It's cooldown, survivability when you ult, a slow, a little bit more damage, and then both protections. So I think it's just a good catch-all item kind of. Yep. It has a lot of benefits for the ult, so I don't really think it changes too much for supports. I think it might it might be a bit more damage, but it's hard to say, right? Like you have to do the math, and maybe late game it'll be a bit more. But like I said, it it probably won't do a ton just because of sentinels and compassions, etc. But right, yeah, I, I don't think too much of an impact there. We'll have to see though. I haven't really done the math or anything on that yet. Um, spectral armor no longer reduces damage from magical crits. This really only matters for Olorun and. Guardians and mages hitting a target that is affected by Failnot's passive, but that item's not getting bought, so really only Olorun. Barra, does this make you actually think that Olorun could be playable? Probably not. Neil, <laughs> how about you as a as a support? Do you feel like this was the item keeping Olorun down? Uh, maybe. Might have been keeping Olorun's support down. Mm. But uh, realistically, I just think the girl's probably just not that good in this meta right now. Probably. Sure. Hard to say, though, for sure. I feel like you would maybe see it in duo lane. I think the lane's too long for him. He'd be really scary. In mid, maybe you could play it, but I feel like probably not Dude, still. imagine playing Oleron versus set ADC. How impossible your lane would be. Like, 
no no way you could ever keep that character off of you uh, for any significant. You honestly might it might not be the worst, but he would just get Jotuns and then ult you, and then you would ult, and then That's he would come back and he would do it again. He would do it again. He might be able to ult you twice before you can ult him again. That ult yep. cooldown is so long. Very likely. Very likely. Um, all right, let's go over some big meta god nerfs. Uh, Tiamat loses five percent damage mitigation from her passive, thirty percent to twenty five. And decreased uh, the power scaling on her uh, floating one. It goes from 122.5% if you hit all five projectiles to 105%. So a pretty, I think two pretty good nerfs to Tiamat. Will she finally not be really good, Barra? Uh, I hope so. You know, I <laughs> well said. that character, I thought she was dead after the, or not dead, but after the minion nerf, I was like, okay, maybe she's dealable with. And then she's like a cockroach. Like, she just keeps coming back and coming back. Yep. Um, I hope, I hope that it finally kills her. Because, like, if she gets that one on a carry in a team fight, you're literally just dead. Yep. Like, you have to Aegis the one or you just die. And then it's like, you have uh, so many other buttons that she throws at you that you need to Aegis. It, it's just really annoying playing against that character. Yeah, Neil, any uh, quick thoughts on Tiamat after this? Mm, I don't think there's enough really to stop her. I think her kit is just its just good. Having damage mitigation on a mid laner is just really good. The fact that she has like a dash is really strong. Yep. I think scaling nerf is like, it's a good nerf, the scaling nerf on a one for sure. But I mean... Are you really just thinking like if this Tiamat didn't hit me for like hit me like seventeen and a half percent less scaling with the one we would win this fight? Like probably not. Mm. I just think she's really good with the items that are out too, right? Like the people are like Soul Gem, amazing on Tiamat. Her cooldown's already low, and you have a bunch of cooldown on her. Mm -hmm. uh, Soul Reaver really good on her. Her ult is just very versatile. Like obviously, just using like all three of her ults are just are just good, right? The minions. I know you love the minions. That thing before it got nerfed was literally so annoying, and like people didn't understand the thing as a support. If it sucked you and hit you for like eight hundred damage, and it would just fall you and hit you, and you can't kill it. Smack it was you. so lame. It was so lame, and it lasted for like thirty seconds. Or I'm like, bro, I had that thing once. Like I was at like my my purple buff, and I ran like over to like their blue, and the thing followed me the whole way and hit me the whole time, and I was like. I literally lost like like a third of my life bar to this freaking thing, and it by the time next part is up again, it's like what yeah. the hell. And I'm like, guys, he's so pleased at this thing. Like, he's killing me. They're all like, no, no. <laughs> We're busy. We're farming. Anyways, know? now that you've given me the PTSD, yeah. I still, like, in, in all in all, I think the character's still good. I think the nerfs are good. But I think, like, the damage mitigation, like, 5% less isn't enough to kill the character. Mm -hmm. The way she works, you can stack up a bunch of scales. And then I think a little bit off the one is not enough to kill the character. I think they're good nerfs for sure. And I think she does have some weaknesses in the kit, but I don't think it's enough to kill the character. It kind of reminds me of, like, not quite the same, but when Arthur was out, they had to nerf him a bunch of times just based yeah. on how good his kit was. And just because you take a bit of damage off or this or that, like, the character's still good, just inherently. Sure. So, um, yeah. Raijin, the other mage that gets nerfed in the main patch, uh, decreased the scaling on Tycho Drums. He loses 10% per shot. So it goes from 200% mm -hmm. scaling to 160% scaling feel like this is a pretty hefty nerf. Uh, losing 40% scaling on your ultimate is, like, a lot. That's a lot of scaling yeah. to lose. I, mm -hmm. I have to imagine this mm -hmm. is going to take Raijin pretty far down in terms of, you know, it, maybe someone like Shinto will still play him that, like, is a real, like, Raijin specialist, but 
I think you're going to really feel this damage nerf in the late game in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, yeah. 40% <laughs> is a lot, right? Yeah. Like, especially an ultimate ability. The only thing that I would say about Raijin is that he's just really strong because his ult goes a long distance and around the fire giant you can hit you can actually hit carries is feasible. Yeah. Or so like TM at one. Like Barry said, if it hits you at the Agassi, yeah, but I think if your team's playing well, he prop like Team at probably shouldn't be wanting you unless you're kind of screwed already. Yep. But I feel like Raijin is not unusual for a Raijin one, like one of them to squeak through and hit somebody. So I think he still does have a good value, but I like if you're getting dove and you're doing forty percent less damage or you're getting all in, that's gonna feel bad for sure. Yeah. So I think that's a really good nerf to Rajin for sure. I like that they didn't touch like his normal abilities. Cause I feel like if he just had a huge damage nerf in his normal kit, he would just feel terrible, mm-hmm. like unplayable. I like that it was just kind of the ult nerf, and even then, right? Like, you could use the taunts or the fears, and they still get good value. They don't really do much damage anyway, so. Right. I like that they kind of just, just touched his ult, so I think it's a good nerf, and I think it, it probably will make people uh, a little bit less less feisty and less, less ready to pick that character. Yep. Uh, Barakaribdis gets one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points of buffs. Oh. Uh, Wait, that much? I thought it was just like base power and scaling on like her three auto attacks. Allow me to read. Increased base, base physical power from 34 to 38. Increased percent damage on the triple shot basics from 33% each to 40% each. So now you do more damage uh, if you hit all three than what one person would do with one auto attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the passive decreased the item damage reduction from 35% to oh, 30%. Yeah. So now you're dealing 70% of an item damage. Uh, on the one, increased damage on minions from 60 to 100% to 80 to 100%, and increase the splinter damage physical scaling from 10 to 15%. Um, and on the ultimate, she can now move freely in all directions while in her ultimate mm. state. So you get omni movement um, in the ult, which should make it feel that's a lot better. That's called omni movement. Interesting. Uh, that's how I. That's what I have now dubbed it. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if that's an official term. Okay. Uh, but that's what I'm going to say. Uh, um, this guy's gotta she, be like not that bad, right? I think she already yeah. felt pretty good. Um, I like playing her a lot. Uh, my team, you know, <laughs> you know, love to convince uh-huh. those guys. But personally, I do like playing the character a lot. I do think she's actually pretty good, mm-hmm. and she definitely needed buffs. I don't know if she needed that many buffs. Yep. Um, but she is definitely, definitely going to be good. I think she'll be seeing a lot of play at playoffs. Yeah, uh, damn, dude, you took my hot take. Here's my hot take. Oh. I think Caribbean is going to be the most contested hunter at playoffs after these after these buffs. Wow. I think so. Because she still has new character sheen on her, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah. You know, but like people are people used to playing really against her. know exactly what's going to happen when you mm. go on her, so... Yeah. No one's really sure about her damage output quite yet. Her two is an absolute bonkers ability. That ability is insane how much damage and prot shred it does. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be a heavily contested hunter. Maybe Uller gets more prio, and if you count set, but I think after Uller and set, that's what, that's what I'm going to go with, that she that she is the highest prio hunter. Neil, you're deep in thought. Be. Yeah, I'm thinking about every matchup in the game for him. Run the oh my math God. for her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Running the math. You really like, are Doctor uh, Strange. Sometimes. Don't get that many use of it a year, though. You know, you got to save it. Wow, well, so you like, usually want live on the podcast? 
See, well, yeah, it has implication for playoffs, you know. Okay. It's kind of a catch-all. Yeah, but maybe, maybe honestly, I feel like the, uh, I feel that character has good value now. Mm-hmm. Like in some sense, I feel like the character's damage is just way too low in the current state to be a good character, in my opinion. The way she plays and the way her abilities work, you can't really hit people unless they're close to you, and her damage isn't that high with her autos, so she wasn't that great of a character. Mm-hmm. But getting that many buffs, I feel like, could push her over the edge. Because she's already really annoying to dive. And I feel like in lane now, like if you use, if you get really good at using the three, and if people aren't used to playing with you, the three gets a ton of value. It's like a kind of like a Chernobog dash almost on crack in some mm-hmm. ways. So I feel like that character does have a lot of value in into assassins and stuff. If you're hard to dive, hard to kill, it could be a good option in lane as well if that becomes a thing. And in dive menace too, people are playing assassins and they're trying to dive you, like that character is going to be a pain. So I definitely think that character could get some play, but I don't know if it's enough just to say this character is just going to be the most contested hunter. I do like the hot take as a possibility, but I just kind of think the character's damage inherently, mm, like it's just a bit, I don't like the way the two works for for laning and early game personally. I think it's a bit low pressure. Mm. Like you, you have to be really close to somebody to hit them with it. So I feel like in hunter 1v1s, it's not, like a super viable ability to just slam somebody with, right? Mm-hmm. But that being said, I feel like against like honors and stuff, like you do pretty well because he can't jump on you, things like that, right? But yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm not obviously an ADC main, but yeah, I feel like they're they're really good changes. I just think that character is going to be really annoying to play against as someone like a support trying to initiate, right? Like those characters always are the ones that are instantly kind of just gone. You can't target them; they run away. They're fast. Yeah, they come out. They have a pseudo silo ult run away really fast is like okay like i'm blinking on you but i'm not really getting value for my blink if you're just gonna run off yep yep so. that character is hard to dive for sure uh yep. kernanos bera uh, i love i know you're kernanos lover. oh yeah the ultimate now deals damage to minions and jungle camps and bosses how much does it matter uh that's not the way i would have buffed him but sure, that is that is a quality of life change. Now those pesky ADCs are hiding in those minions. You know, yeah. I can hurt the wave. It is it is a nice niche buff for that, right? Yeah. It does like for the one v one. You're in the wave. I can still yeah. kind of hurt you, but their jumps are down. Their relics are down too. Yeah, it's like, like it really is like a stars aligned niche situation, isn't it? Barra, how would you have buffed Cardinos, huh? Uh, I think his one needs, like, quality of life changes. That ability feels so bad to actually change stance in a team mm-hmm. fight with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Like, like, you can literally interrupt your auto attack change so bad in a team fight by trying to change, like, do the best uh, stances. Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't interrupt your auto attack chain, in my opinion. Yeah. What if it cycled, like, automatically? Like, if you hit, like, one auto, went to the next season... Or oh, something. that'd be cool, actually. I feel yeah, like players like would hate that. I feel like players would complain that they lose control. Yeah, but I feel like the seasons, you don't have control over the seasons, man. Ooh, Ooh a little theme buff. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay, a little theming buff. I can, I I can know, get down man. with that. It would be kind of cool to make them really strong in that way. Like, we could definitely yeah. make them way stronger effects if you couldn't control mm-hmm. them. That don't one. do that don't do that what do you mean don't don't do that every like fourth auto your summer auto just hits for like an extra 150 just nah, slam that's good. it could be oh. yeah, that could be okay uh also i would 
I would do one quality of life, and then I would make the two dot damage actually do damage. Okay, so story time. <laughs> Clumsy D on patch notes said the Cernos was a full powerful, you know, ability-based hunter. Mm -hmm. I built him full powerful ability-based hunter. Your two still hits for about 200. Mm, that's not a lot. Like, regardless of the build. You gotta have one ability, right? Because... Like you know, you're three. You could dash like in a in one v one. Like if you're you're phase elfing is one person current like one of the best guys of the game. It's just you two. Yeah, in a yep. ring. But I mean, like how often are you twoing them and like dashing into them and like hitting them with your ult? Okay, I've got it's it. Like, you pick Odin. Okay. You pick Kernanos. Your Odin blink cages their front line or whatever he goes on the Kernanos. Then just leaves. Just leaves them in the cage. One v one. You versus Dang. him. Kernanos wins. Yeah. Okay. Probably. All right, yeah, there you go. We figured Maybe. it out. Guys, you just got to be more creative like me. Okay, that's what you got to do. You just got to be more creative okay. this way. Uh, I'm going to start cool. formulating drafts around that. Guys, Kern is so good. If we could just get him in a ring with one guy and have him to fight, it would be so good. Yep, I, I nailed it. You're welcome. We, we pick Kern or Olin's bed. Ah, it's ruined. <laughs> no, how do we let it happen? <laughs> um, all right, the last buff I want to talk about is the one that I'm the most excited about because I can't wait to play this god after this buff. Agni gets a new feature, oh, yeah. if you will. Noxious Fumes now deals bonus damage when it successfully stuns an enemy. It deals 20 to 100 plus 20% scaling. Um... He also decreased mana cost on his two, and his ultimate mana cost goes from zero to ten. Uh, that's actually a buff to gain ten mana, mm -hmm. to make it cost ten mana, because now things like Gem of Focus will, will work um, on Agni, because mm -hmm. they can't work on abilities that have zero mana cost, because then gods like Hell could just buy Gem of Focus and keep it stacked mm -hmm. up really instantly for free with, mm -hmm. with no downside. Um, I'm so pumped about this Agni change. I think it is so cool. Um, so it's, you know, it's not a huge buff, but it kind of is in the sense that you're just adding 20% scaling to his late game. Because oftentimes what you're doing late is you're too stunning because that's your fastest option. And you and your two isn't hitting because they're max range. And so your two's on cooldown and it didn't deal any damage. And your one's on cooldown and it's stunned, but it didn't deal any damage. Now at least you get 20% scaling. Um, and I think that that's actually going to feel... Like, really good. I think it's going to make a pretty big difference for this character. How, how big of a deal do you think this is for Agni? Uh, I think it's pretty big for Agni players. I think if a pro player is not already playing Agni or doesn't have them in, like, their arsenal or whatever, I don't think they're going to pick him up. Mm. Um, but I think if they've been an Agni player for a long time and they were just looking for an excuse or a reason to play Agni or tell their team, hey, Agni looks good here, he got buffed. Uh, they're probably going to lock him in. Group A should get ready for big man things to lock in Agni, because you know he's going to. That guy loves mm -hmm. playing Agni. What about Fred? What about Fred? What? He's dangerous on the Agni jungle. Is he? Oh. Historically. Is that true? I don't remember what him playing Agni reading? jungle at all. What? You guys don't know what Agni jungle for Fred? No, I don't. Uh, no. I was trying to think of like a like a like Quagni. You don't know about Quagni. Yeah. <laughs> Quagni. I was gonna say Fred and Agni, and then decided uh, I couldn't. Uh, so, yeah, no. I, I, the filter caught that one. Luckily, yeah. Thank yeah. goodness. I was gonna say, yeah, it seems like a nice little change. It kind of like a bear. So I don't think it pushes them over the edge, but I, I think it's definitely nothing to scoff at. Like you said, like an extra hundred damage plus twenty percent scaling. Twenty percent scaling on a mage is a lot. They're talking about Tiamat 117.5%. We're saying, like, 
is that that's a big change is it enough to make her viable or not mm-hmm. Raijin 40% on his ult like one per shot so just giving a god 100 damage plus 20% scaling late game that's nothing to scoff at especially like like you said these these characters have a ton of abilities you have a ton of cooldown that one's coming out multiple times in a team fight probably like that's a big deal yeah yeah I think that's uh, it's good but I don't think it's enough to make him just OP or anything because I think Agni's a he's kind of a matchup dependent character yeah, most of the time and mm-hmm. he's not very good when assassins are good, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Right. Assassins yeah. absolutely eat him. Just not good with assassin metas. Yeah. Historically, generally. Like, Dodgy's already good, and imagine someone picking Agni and Dodgy's still open. It's like, oh, I guess I lost. Like, just Yeah, it's not good. Can't play the game anymore. Uh, that, that matchup is absolutely horrendous. So, I don't know. We will see. Uh, I'm excited to play some Agni and ruin some ranked games with him, but... I. That's about Do it. you want to say, I wish they did these style of buffs more often? Mm. Um, because I feel like a lot of the older characters in Smite are just kind of forgotten about a lot of times. Mm. And their kits are just like super basic and don't really mm-hmm. do much. But I feel like they could do these sorts of buffs like on a lot of the older school characters. And just kind of like not release new gods, but kind of like fix the ones we already have. Mm. You want some, I, fun- some, some new tech for old gods some people yeah, like some like, players i think are really against those types of changes um if i had well, to I guess a lot of well i agree a lot of like you know purists like oh you know they, oh yeah they, his kit's fine the way it is it just needs to do more damage or whatever and like they don't want that functionality to change um mm-hmm. but i agree i think that these types of buffs are super exciting like this motivates me to go and play this character uh like a ton like think about yep. like thor's mini rework like adding the the lightning damage to his ultimate and changing the way his three worked like i think those types of changes are super exciting and you don't have the risk of reworking an entire kit and and really losing the fans of that initial design um just adding a bit of extra seasoning to to what we already got is the way i would describe it and i think they're super exciting Agreed, yeah. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, we're all in agreement, fellas. Good work. Yeah. Um, we're doing great out here. We're all prospering. <laughs> we are doing great out here. All right, it's time for the random question of the week. Uh, and I actually thought of one this time, which is, I don't think it's a super good one, but I thought of it, and here we go. I've been playing um, I've been playing some different games. Uh, I've been playing Rat- the new Ratchet & Clank on my PS5, um, and I've been playing Metroid Dread on my Switch. And so these are new installations of old game series that have been really dope. Ratchet & Clank has been unbelievable. It's been so fun. Metroid Dread blew me out of the water. Uh, was not expecting very much, but have really loved it. And so I was wondering about some of your old favorite old game franchises that you'd be really excited to play a new version of. That, that you're excited to like Ooh. maybe a, a new fresh take on a, on a nostalgic old series because the nostalgia nostalgia i feel for playing ratchet and clank is like heavy it is so good (laughs) Mm. for me well well, for me i used to love well a lot of the ones kind of getting remade right now like i used to love blizzard when i was young and i remember just playing diablo 2 a ton Mm -hmm. like my brother and my dad would play and it got remade i've been playing that a bit is it good it's weird well it's weird because i know the game in nowadays standards, there's not like a lot of content. These old games, like WoW, when it was remade and stuff, 
Yeah. The games are kind of solved in a way. Like when you were young and you played them, you were a bit clueless and the game was hard. But nowadays when you play them, everyone knows exactly what to do and they're really easy. Yeah. Same with like Diablo, right? Like when I was playing it, I played so many hours of that game. I never like got any loot. I didn't really know what I was doing. The game was hard. And now I played it and I played it for a little bit. I beat the game. I'm getting like all this loot. I know what to do. I know the game isn't really that good, but I just know the nostalgia from it's like carrying it a lot for me. Yeah. That game has been pretty fun. So you'd be excited. Well, in the context of my question, you could just say like Diablo 4, like the next one that's coming out, right? They did three of them. Yeah, yeah maybe. But at the same time, too, some of those like grindy games, I've kind of honestly been feeling as I got older, I'm kind of growing out of them, honestly. Like those grindy, grindy games. Yeah. Like some of the ones I might still enjoy the remade, like the Smash games were a lot of fun for me when I was young. Yep. I liked playing um, like Mario Kart and stuff. Those have always been fun, even those remakes. I like playing like Kirby on my Game Boy and Pokemon. Some of the twists on those, I think, make it a bit harder to get into. Like, there's so much new stuff in them, it's like a bit lame. But even Metroid, like I played Metroid on my Game Boy, and I feel like if I picked that up, that'd be great. So I feel like there's a lot of game franchises that are being revitalized now. It's yeah. not really uncommon, which is kind of sad, also because there's not a lot of new content coming out. It kind of feels like a lot of these companies. Like Dude, stuff. it's so much. It's that's so true, but it's so much worse with movies. Like, when was the last yes, like sure. new movie idea that came out? I feel like it. It just like rarely happens. You know? Yeah. It's all it's all franchises and remakes and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's it's lame. But now you know there are there are new movies that come out. I'm not saying there aren't any, but uh, yeah, I feel like it's really noticeable in that industry for sure. Bear? Okay, mine, I don't think you guys have heard of this game. Oh, boy. Um, but I played it a long time ago, and I had to actually look it up to make sure I got the name <laughs> right. Um, it was called Warlords Battle Cry. Um, and it was one of the... And I played the third one a lot, and I absolutely loved it. And you basically got your own hero, and you could level him up as the game progressed. And... It was kind of like StarCraft and WarCraft, but yeah, you kept a hero. Yeah, it looks just like WarCraft. Yeah, it does, yeah. But you would keep a hero, like, growing the whole time with, like, items mm-hmm. from, like, the campaign, or you can play against, like, computers, because I don't think that it was online back then. Um, but that was a series that I really enjoyed and just loved that style of keeping a hero and kind of growing with them as you play the campaign. Mm. And then also, um, I would say... A game like Warcraft 3 that just had those style of custom games that could possibly touch the nostalgia I had back then for... Oh. We lost him. Ladies and gentlemen. He got too too nostalgic. Oh no, we got to reel back in. He froze in time. No. He he went back to his days where he loved Warcraft 3. Coming home from school and just playing... And he's back! And he's back! Hello? And he's back! You're back in time! You tripped! You were talking about nostalgia and you froze and you had like a like a time rewind. Yeah, how was how was playing Warcraft 3 custom games again in your For the brain? First time. It was so nice, man. <laughs> nothing nothing comes close to those. Yeah. Like that's something I really wish that Smite had, and I feel like it wouldn't be such a better game if it did. Just customizable custom games like custom mm. games literally keep you coming back forever mm. and i think halo did it really well i think blizzard did it really well with starcraft and warcraft mm-hmm. and i just think smite had or smite has so much room to grow in that area like uh i just 
I just wish that we could make our own like smite carts and all of those things and just kind of like <laughs> troll around RPGs. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like they just really missed a window with that because custom and games in Warcraft and Starcraft, literally, and and Halo as well. Like all of those were so fun. Yeah, you um, play, I played those for so many. Like tower defenses were born from that. I played those so much. Like footmen battles or whatever. Like Dota oh, was always yeah. like all those games were so sick. And I just came home and I played them for hours and hours and hours. You, like that definitely was a that definitely could be awesome for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I love that custom games. That's the that's the wave. Um, all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Backliners. Neil, thanks so much for coming on. Wait, oh, yeah, by all means. I, I this I forgot. Last time we talked, we talked about multigrain scoops. I bought some. I haven't tried them yet. Do you want to go get them right now? I don't know. Well, I just I just bought them, and you were you were literally like. Let me let me do the close idea, and you go get them, and then we'll do a little live try right on the air. I'm calling you out to see if you actually bought them. Right now, right, yeah, right now, yeah. I can't eat on stream. Oh, you, you can't. Have any, like That's salsa right. or cheese dip or anything? I do. I've got some multigrain scoops downstairs. I have some in my house right now with some salsa. Hmm. They are very good. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts. Okay. All right. I totally forgot about that. Uh, Unless I don't tell you my thoughts. No, dude. You got to tell me your thoughts. Okay. All right. He's going to. Yeah. Thank goodness we got through <laughs> that. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Neil. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching. Oh, I almost forgot, Bera, about our new top oh, yeah. secret that is no longer going to be a secret development. Here's the deal, chat plus podcast listener slash viewer um we love doing our ama episodes those are some of our favorite episodes to do i think they're super fun and we because we love the interaction that it brings with the chat and the guys over at prediction have been working on a new type of platform for us to do those on um so here's the deal november 14th that is the second sunday in november uh, our nor- we'll be having our show as normal. It will be an AMA episode. But, and here's the cool thing, you guys are going to be able to video call in and ask your questions to us live on the air. You can be a part of the show. Uh, Neil included. Yes, Neil, you could, you could do it too. You could call us up and be a part of the Backliners. I think it's going to be really fun and bring the next level of interaction uh, to the show. Um, the way we'll do it is via tickets that you will buy in order to to be able to be in the exclusive audience um and you'll get some other perks and bonuses from that it's also just a great way to to help support us and the show um is to is to get one of these tickets don't worry you do not have to purchase a ticket in order to watch the show the the show will go on as normal um but if you want to support the show and be involved with it this is a great way to do so. so so we'll be releasing some details um about uh about how those tickets are going to work and all the other perks that you're going to get a little bit later but just wanted you to put it all on your calendars november 14th is our special debut episode of the live ama so very excited about that shout out to the guys at prediction for getting it all working and uh and we're pumped to check it out so yeah oh yeah good point thank you from uh, from the guys in the chat uh it does max out at 100 live participants so you, you know we're gonna have plenty of space um we got to answer 100 questions, Bear. How are we going to do that? Easily. Easily. Oh, all right. How many do you think we normally answer in an AMA? Uh, about 20. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no way we answer more than, like, 30. Uh, 
Sometimes we are very long-winded with our responses, and we will just keep going. Here's the, there's no way you guys get derailed. Like that no, no shot. No today. shot. Here's the deal. Very I will promise good. you this. We will. If that episode has to be super long, it'll be super long. Uh, we will answer every question from every live participant. Uh, I promise you that. Unless we can't answer the question, in which case that's on you and not on us. So get over it. You're all. an idiot. Um, what Barra said. So again, November 14th, more details coming soon on how to purchase those tickets, but, uh, very excited about that. Um, shout out to once again to Manscaped, uh, you head over to manscaped.com slash back to get 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Those are our, uh, our sponsors for this episode. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Make sure you give us a ratings. Tell us we're handsome. Uh, all yeah, that really kind like of stuff. Sweater aggro, Thanks, man. I get compliments on the sweater every time I wear it. So now it's I just wear it all. Really it is great. Thank it you. It is great. It's got these little, yeah, like, I like your t-shirt sleeves. too, Neil. Actually. Thank you very much. Yeah, cassette tapes. Those are good. Bear, I was noticing. You I thought your, awesome. fa- your you facial so hair was, is well trimmed right now. Yeah. And yeah. your hair looks great too. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Just a, just a whole thing of positivity. Here's the, here's the good news chat is that we're going to turn off the stream and then we're all going to start screaming at each other about how much we hate each other. That's. I'm uh, just going to scream. I love the backliners. They're my favorite. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what we get here. So thanks everyone for watching. We'll catch you next week here on the backliners. Bear, uh, do the thing. Bye. Queen. <laughs> <laughs>